Welcome to Donnacloney Parish Podcast. If you want to know more information about the parish, how to support us, or for other social media, please go to www.donnacloneyparish.co.uk. Thank you. To listen to the word of God, let us pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your word because your word is life and truth. Your word is also light. We pray, Lord Jesus, that the light of God will shine in the darkness of our world. And help us, O Lord, to be drawn closer to you as we hear you speak to us in your word. For in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Well, um, as you probably know, I'm from originally from Nigeria, so I'm African. And if you ever go to an African church, it is, there is no dull moment in any African Anglican church. So I know you're not allowed to talk to each other. You're not allowed to move about, but you can see me. You can look at me. I want you to give me a smile. Don't talk to me, okay? Just give me a smile and wave your hands to me to say hello. All right. <laughs> that is fantastic. You're very, very much welcome. We're going to look into the Word of God today. We go back to Romans chapter 9. And we start from verse 30. The topic of our sermon today is God's wisdom. God's wisdom. In the month of March, the government decided to enforce lockdown in the country, in the United Kingdom, to avoid the spread of coronavirus. A decision which is about life and death. Let me ask you this question, especially those at home and those who are seated here. Do you agree that the decision was right on time or not? If you think the decision was taken at the right time, put your hands up. You're, not, you're allowed to do that, okay? Okay. <laughs> if you think the decision was taken, you know, at the wrong time, put your hands up. Nobody's going to crucify you for your, for your mind, you know. All right. Well, I know that there will be different opinion on these. But from our reading tonight, we see that the people of God, the people of God, the Israelites, made a wrong decision when compared to the decisions taken by the Gentiles. What decision do they make? And how can we be right about decision about salvation, which is also an issue of life and death? How can we be right about such decision? In making a right decision, we need God's wisdom. We need God's wisdom. Well, for those who are with me last week, and for those who watched us, I mean, who were, who were watching online last week, we looked at the character of God, at the character of God of his mercy to save all people who believe in him. We also learned that to believe in God is to trust in God, to trust him in his word and to trust him in his purpose, which is to reconcile us to himself. 
and to save us. But tonight, we are shifting focus to God's wisdom. From God's mercy to God's wisdom. As Paul explained in Romans chapter 9, starting from verse 30. I don't know if you have heard this before, but it's a general statement. It says that if you make a mistake, you don't stay in your mistake. But this is not true about the people of God we read tonight. Paul was referring to these people in our reading. And he showed us that they have made a mistake on how to attain righteousness, how to attain salvation. They made a mistake on how to be righteous. They got it wrong in their decision making. When you think about our government and the decisions they've taken in the recent months, think again about the people of God. How they got it wrong in their decision making. They decided to follow the law rather than living by faith. Many of them thought that by following the law, they can be righteous. But how about the Gentiles? The Gentiles believe that you can obtain righteousness not by the law, but by faith. Stay with me in chapter 9, verse 31. Romans chapter 9, verse 31. The Bible says, But Israel, who pursued a law of righteousness, has not attained it. Why not? Because they pursued it not by faith. But as if it were by works, they stumble over the stumbling stone. Do you see the mistake they make? Here we see two different people. One of them is wise. The other one is foolish. One is trying to attain righteousness by works, while the other is attaining righteousness by faith. Well, some months ago, or say years ago, while offering hot chocolate on the street in Belfast, I met a little schoolboy who lost his bus day ticket. I quickly offered to pay for his bus fare, but the driver said the boy should come in free of charge without paying. This is good of both myself and the driver to look after this young lad. Yes, it is good. But does that mean we will be saved, myself and the driver, by our good works? No. It is good to be good, but we can only be saved by grace and true faith in Christ Jesus. Not by the law of being good. Not by what we think is good as Christians to do. If we give all we have to the poor, if we are regular church attendee, but if we have not put our trust in Jesus, we'll be like these Israelites that Paul was talking about. Something about this Israelite is that they, they think they are very good. The Israelites are not saved. Why? 
because they lack faith. But the Gentiles are saved because they have faith. If you go to chapter 10 from verse 2, Paul said, His heart's desire is that Israel is saved. This leads me to my first point, a desire to be saved. I want you to say that after me, a desire to be saved. Thank you. There is one thing to be zealous. It is another thing to add knowledge to your zeal. Paul laments about the lack of knowledge by the Israelites. And he said in verse 3 of chapter 10, see it with me. Paul said, since they did not know the righteousness that comes from God and sought to establish their own, they did not submit to God's righteousness. Do you see that? They didn't submit to God's righteousness. They've got the desire to be saved, but they think by following the law, that is the only way they can be saved. That is the way to attain righteousness. But Paul is saying, no, you got the decision wrong. Zeal about serving in church, about reading the Bible constantly, about giving offering and tithe. Attending church services, they are all good things to do. But tonight, the Lord is telling us from his word that these things are spiritual exercises. They are good. It's good to have zeal, but the knowledge behind being saved is to know Christ Jesus. Remember Paul talked about this same Jesus as the wisdom of God when he was talking to the church in Corinth. 1 Corinthians chapter 1 verse 24. Paul said, but to those whom God has called, both Jews and Greeks, Christ, the power of God and the wisdom of God. So when we talk about God's wisdom, you can quickly remember what Paul is talking about here. It's all about Jesus, not about the laws that we all have. Not about the good way of life that we think is the right thing to do. Israel are boastful of self-righteousness through following laws, most of which are man-made, man-made laws, but that makes them even more foolish because true righteousness is found in Christ alone. See with me in verse 4, Paul said, Christ is the end of the law so that there may be righteousness for everyone who believes. You may then ask me, how can we be saved? Look with me. In verse 9 of chapter 10, Paul said, If you confess with your mouth, Jesus is Lord, and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. What does it mean to believe? Believe in your heart. Verse 11, he went further and he said, As the scripture says, anyone who trusts in him will never be put to shame. And what does this mean? Let's put it together. 
It means to believe in Jesus is to trust in him. And Paul is saying, it does not matter about your background. It doesn't matter whether you are Jew or Gentile. It's not about your past or your present. It's all about knowing Jesus. It's all about loving Jesus and having faith in him. The Bible says in verse 13 of chapter 10, everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. There is no exemption. Everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. This is a decision about life and death. And we need to get the right time of making this decision to do, I mean, to make this decision which concerns life, eternity, is to have God's wisdom. The wisdom of God that saves us from the impending destruction and judgment on those who reject Jesus. Well, one day I was traveling, you know, I went to, uh, I think it was Newcastle. So I was traveling home with my family. I'm thankful that my family are here. They were here last week and they are here again today. It's always good to see your family, you know, sitting down. Give you some smile and encouragement, you know. So, yeah, I was traveling home with my family in the car one day from a day trip. And while on our journey, I was relying on navigation by my phone because it was not a familiar route to me. Suddenly, my battery was flat and my phone went dead. I'm sure Sharon will remember this. The next plan would be to start using the road sign and direction. I think we were around Karidov or whatever name is called. I can't remember what name again. The plan is to start using the road sign and direction. And an attempt to miss the direction is to get lost. We won't be in the clothing. And like many people in our world today, Israel have lost a sense of direction. Paul makes us to see that they are ignorant of God's love and they are lost. But as Paul said in verse 1, do you see that? He said, his desire and prayer to God is that Israel may be saved. This should be the outcry of all Christians when you think about people that are, that are losing it in our world today. This should be our prayer that those of us who have seen the light should desire that others come to know Jesus as we have known him. But how can people believe in Jesus if we don't tell them about Jesus? This leads me to my second and final point, a call to witness. After we've understood the desire to be saved and after we have put our trust in God, making the right decision, we are called to witness to the world. Verse 14 to 15. Paul said in verse 14b, And how can they believe in the one they have not heard? And how can they hear without someone preaching to them? 
There are so many questions between verse 14 and 15. It's about how, how, how can they hear? How can they believe in the one they have not had? And this is a calling for us to go out there and tell about Jesus. Some people may think the job of preaching the good news is reserved to the clergy. Maybe, George, that is why you are here, to tell everybody about who Jesus is. George, that is why you should be on the street with hot chocolate and tell the children about God. But that is not true. We are all called to be salt and light in our community, in our place of work, and everywhere we find ourselves, we are called to hold Christ up at all times. Hold him up. As Isaiah said in Isaiah chapter 52, verse 7, it says, How beautiful on the mountains are the feet of those who bring good news, who proclaim peace, who bring good tidings, who proclaim salvation, who say to Zion, your God reigns. How beautiful. Do you remember last week when we finished, I said you should turn to the person sitting beside you and tell them you are beautiful. Do you remember? Do you see what Isaiah just said? That is why you are beautiful. Because you are all called to preach the good news of Christ to the nation. We need to share the message of, message of Jesus Christ to both Jews and Gentiles, to all people, because Christ is our salvation. People in the world today wouldn't have had the message unless someone go out there to tell them. Our workmate, our neighbors would not have heard about Jesus unless someone tell them. Paul shows us the importance of evangelism in making Christ known from verse 14 to 15. And you can make Christ known in so many ways, in your relationship, in your work, in your school for children. When people see you, let them see Jesus in your life. Let them see that your lifestyle is different. You see, the first uh, Christians, the first the apostles, were first called Christians in Antioch. Why? It's because of their way of life. The way they're living seems different to other people. They can see Jesus in their life. And Paul said in verse 17, chapter 10, that faith comes by hearing the message. And the message is heard through the word of God. God. Let your word be seasoned with salt so that when you're talking to people, let it just flow out of you from your word. Simply telling someone, God bless, is fantastic. It's a good thing to do. It is the most simple way of sharing the goodness of our Lord Jesus Christ. But if you realize people are not changing and people are not listening to the word of God you are sharing with them, don't be discouraged. Paul himself said this. He said, not all people will be saved. 
As Paul said, not all the Israelites accepted the good news. And as we can see in Paul's description of how Israel, the people of God who should put their faith in God, have been disobedient and obstinate, like he said in the last verse, verse 21. He talked about how they have been encouraged by the words of God from the time of Moses up to the present time that Paul wrote this letter. So it's dated back to the Old Testament. They've heard about how God brought their forefathers out of Egypt, how they went through the Red Sea, how God has displayed his greatness, his mighty act before them. But not all of them believed in Jesus Christ. Not all, not all of them believed in the word of God. As Jesus has told them. But for us today, let us be encouraged. That whenever we share the goodness of God with other people around us, we have sown a seed. And as we finish, dearly beloved, for those watching me at home and for those who are seated here tonight, we have had the good news of God's salvation to everyone. We have seen the wisdom of God of attaining righteousness, faith, by putting our trust and believing in Jesus Christ. We have been encouraged to hold up Jesus in our life and in our community to share the good news of Jesus to all people, all nations around us. God's wisdom is to seek God. And those who seek him will find him. God's wisdom is to trust in Jesus because those who confess Jesus with their mouth and believe in their heart that God raised him from the dead will be saved. God's wisdom is to share the truth of the gospel with other people. Are we going to make the right decision at the right time today? Are we going to tap into the wisdom of God so that we can attain righteousness by faith and not by works like the Israelite did? Let our response tonight be of those who choose to live in God's wisdom. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for your word tonight. And we bless you, Lord Jesus, because you have shown us that we can only attain righteousness by faith in Christ Jesus, not by works. Help us, O Lord, to seek you, to find you, to hold you up to preach your goodness, to tell other people about Jesus. Help us, O oh Lord, by your wisdom to make the right decision of choosing life over death. For in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you for being with us today. We pray that 
this service has been an encouragement to you, a challenge and a help to build you up in your faith in Christ. We've now ended our church service and we'd be delighted if you can join with us again. Thank you for being with us in Donna Cluny Parish. God bless you.